Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 401, June 12, 2020. This was the third day in a row for setting a record in 1956. It'll continue uh, through tomorrow for 1956. It was 95 degrees on this day in 1956 and 39 degrees in 1877. And uh, who are those records brought to you by? Aquaside, keeping Woo. beaches free of weeds since 1956, that hot summer. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I blew it. I blew it. Yeah, I missed it. I know, I know. And wait, I, don't say another word. And I'm glad you're going to address this because I was extremely distraught and upset. And I, I uh, truly appreciate you addressing this immediately because when I was listening to the podcast yesterday and you went through your spiel <laughs> with Fratelloni's and how great it is, and then you mentioned that it was uh, a, a monumental podcast, uh, notary, it, was, it was noteworthy because of number about? 400. Yeah. So I really uh, I appreciate the fact that you're going to apologize for not having me at least call in for something for the <laughs> 400, you know, the the monumental get over this and what do you have to say about yourself? Is that why didn't why, did, why didn't you just pick up a phone and join us? Well, I didn't know. I, I don't have I, I don't have access to it while you're recording and I didn't realize it was number 400 until I heard the podcast. Uh, so I, 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 I would I, imagine you know this what, is your Rook, apology. Rook, you're right. I apologize. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. But what were you really going to say? <laughs> what I was really going to say yeah. is uh, I blew it on the Christopher Columbus statue. I didn't see the forest for the trees. I allowed, Oof. and Kenny was my partner in crime, but he's not here. I'm going to take full responsibility. I blew it. By accepting the fact that it doesn't, you're dis, you, you don't care that it came down? Yeah, I said I didn't care that it came down, and what I should have said is I didn't. Uh, there are two. There are two themes. One, whether the statue should come down, and two, how. Uh, let's leave. Let's just go to the how. There's a system in place for getting that removed. And Walls is either intentionally lying or he's completely misinformed. Uh, Could it be both? Yeah. Really what it was is Walls was condoning another act of uh, public property being destroyed. Which is what I just can't. I can't and you had it right yesterday. Thank you. And rookie, you. rookie, listening at home, he had it right, and and uh, Kenny and I had it wrong. But let's leave Kenny out of it. I had it wrong. This was this was merely another example of what uh, Walls condoned two weeks ago tonight. Well, and there's this, here's mm-hmm. the problem that people should have with it, and a lot of people do. The inmates are running the asylum, yeah, and we can't we can't be governed that way. But here's the. Here's where Walls is either lying or he doesn't understand. Walls, this is from today's Pioneer Press. 
Walls rejected the notion that tearing down the statue was equivalent to the arson and looting that happened during the demonstrations. Uh, Walls noted that Native American groups have have repeatedly tried unsuccessfully to have the statue removed. Right. Well, there's a piece today that I got from uh, Channel 9, Fox 9. No one submitted a formal letter seeking removal of the Christopher Columbus statue from the Minnesota State Capitol grounds before a group of protesters toppled it Wednesday night, the lead preservationist of the Capitol area said. Capital Area Architectural and Planning Board Executive Secretary Paul Mandel said advocates have publicly voiced complaints about the statue and called for its removal, but never filed a formal petition since 1987 when he started working the board. So, Walls, you're either lying or you don't know. They have not done what they were needed to do to follow the process. Officially. Yeah, the rule... And I, look, whether it should come down or not, now is secondary to that. This was uh, uh, Walls and Harrington and the State Patrol acquiescing to this. They knew it was going to happen, and they didn't stop it. And we get these really thinly watered-down, ridiculous statements uh, like Harrington saying, well, there were 25 state troopers and other law enforcement, but they weren't there in time. They were there on time to... uh, 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 guard the removal of the statue. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could have stopped it. Mm-hmm. And Walls is going to now. Walls is saying, "Oh, there'll be consequences." No, there won't. There well, won't. Well, uh, the way it played out in my family, and I've got uh, several Ojibways that I uh, live with and have uh, my wife's relatives um, agreed that you know what, we don't need to really celebrate Christopher Columbus at all. But it would have been nice, and I think they would have gained a lot of ground. And had they even fo- uh, um, uh, put in a proposal for removal for this, that would be expedited, Joe, and it would have been removed in a proper place. And then, like you said, it could be just stored away or maybe melted down. Who knows what? Or, or uh, depending who hears such petitions and requests, it might have been denied. Those are the right. Those are the two. It's yes or no. And I have to. Uh, I have to. Uh, recalibrate here i cannot take these on an issue by issue basis in order for me to remain consistent i have to have a position and my position is no statue should be removed unless it is unless it has gone through some proper channels that are uh, that are existing in that state or municipality or city the idea of toppling these by anarchy no. Yes, I completely agree I'm, with you. I, I completely blew it yesterday. I, I was What I was watching was tantamount to walls allowing more public property to be destroyed. And the Republicans in the uh, Senate are, are after him. Uh, Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said allowing the statue to be torn down was the latest in a series of failures of leadership by walls. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly well, what it was. Joe, I, I accept your apology. Thank you. Whoa, wait a minute. He's criticized the governor for his response to the coronavirus pandemic, as well as his reaction to the unrest following Floyd's death. They knew there was a threat to the Christopher Columbus statue, and he failed to adequately protect it, Gazelka said. The mob mentality to do whatever people want without repercussion has got to stop. The governor didn't protect the third precinct. He didn't protect businesses on Lake Street. And the lieutenant governor condoned the destruction on public property, uh, Gazelka said. 
Uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, uh, she's just going to play her personal card here. Uh, she said, oh, I won't shed a tear about this because she's a, a member of the White Earth Band of Ojibwe. Uh, and so her sentiments are clearly uh, understandable, but they're not, they're not apropos to her role as a, an enforcer of the law. Right. And uh, I can't, I can't, to all you emailers, I, I, got, I got the message. Uh, I started waking up to this long before I got your emails, but you are right to admonish me. You are right to admonish me. All righty. But the, the other troubling part about this is aside from the political figures that allowed this to happen are the rest of the people that are completely okay with this. That's, that's, that's just as alarming, don't you think? Yes, and what what I'm what what you lose sight of, if you begin to make exceptions on a case by case basis, is that even making the exception is in is uh, what's the word I want is uh, uh, not entitling uh, empowering. Yeah, I, I, each time you make an exception, you you are empowering the loss of the law you are uh, you are aiding and abetting the loss of the law and we're witnessing the loss of the law all around us rules no longer seem to make a lot of difference well, depending who's breaking the rules the loss of the law if you fit a certain agenda right i said yeah it, it, unless you uh, unless you are of a certain uh, political persuasion or ethnicity or whatever the laws are getting looked at the other way have you followed at all what's happening in the city of seattle oh yeah where <laughs> lawlessness where the uh this there's a socialist on the on the council named kashama sawant so uh, who's a socialist by by admission and definition and she believes that the the people who are now occupying uh something called the capitol hill zone or whatever it is uh that they should be entitled <laughs> to it permanently uh the police say we can't even get in there and respond to calls uh the mayor who is a uh, they're all it's it's us. It's Minneapolis. It's Minneapolis. Yeah, it's the it's same city. Which the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to see complete and utter failure of the political process. Joe, when Lieutenant Governor Flanagan made her remarks, I I was a little taken aback. I thought, uh, what 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 could have happened here with the uh, aim t- taking down this um, this structure? Think of the. Uh, pageantry had they followed proper procedure they've been given the go-ahead can you imagine the powwow that would have been there watching that thing being removed that would have been a lot more healing yeah. i would imagine to to indians than it would have been by just that 15 seconds of okay we're done now yeah. i know they i know they did they did were dancing and, and and drumming after and that that's fine but it could have been i see a sea of people sitting around the capitol with all tribal leaders saying look at what we're doing and and this is the right thing to do and it's removed properly scott from invergrove writes the slippery slope has simply become too steep and the ideals of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness have been lost to the leftists who have successfully hijacked our youth through the failed academy even more frightening is the failure of parents to intellectually challenge their children who spout this anti-american propaganda learned in these bastions of leftist thought 
At this moment in time, we should all be defending liberty, tradition, freedom of speech, personal responsibility, and patriotism, but instead we are forced to keep a tight lip to avoid ridicule and wrath from the left who are unfairly allowed to hate, riot, and destroy with unchecked impunity, all in the name of victimhood and diversity. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I don't feel fine. Never afraid and always pushing back, Scott, from Invergrove. He began his email with his disappointment uh, in me and telling me how low his dauber had gotten because I I blew it yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. I just simply blew it. But unlike every other talk show host in America, you're not unwilling to admit you were wrong. Well, that's because I'm wrong a lot. (laughs) Boy, if I had a dime. If I had a dime. (laughs) By the way, that area in Seattle is called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah, jazz. Oh, boy, isn't that? Jazz. That is jazz. so precious. And the mayor is praising the cop-free zone as police battle protesters to in order to help the neighborhood residents. Let's stick with Christopher Columbus here for a moment. Yes, sir. There is no—I can't break down. I can't allow—I uh, can't allow discrepancies. I have to remain consistent. We cannot take down any statues. You guys want to hear something fascinating? This is by way of uh, Kelsey— uh, I didn't know this about her. I want to read you this. Pelosi's getting windmilled, uh, according to uh, Kelsey, or more accurately, she's she's getting stonewalled. Pelosi, uh, who uh, took the cultural appropriation of wearing a kente, is that what they're called? Yes. Kente. Yeah, kente cloth. Kente cloth, and you know, knelt in the floor of the Capitol and pretended she was a, a concerned uh, woman. Uh, this is fascinating. I knew nothing about this. Just a minute. Let me clear the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who on Wednesday demanded the removal of Confederate statues occupying the U.S. Capitol, has remained silent on her father's role in overseeing the dedication of the Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee Monument while serving as Baltimore's mayor in 1948. Pelosi this week formally requested the removal of Confederate statues occupying the U.S. Capitol, dismissing them as monuments to men who advocated cruelty and barbarism to achieve such a plainly racist end. Her demand comes as angry protesters across the nation take matters into their own hands, vandalizing and in some cases beheading statues and monuments memorializing the Civil War era and beyond. Listen to this now. As I have said before, the halls of Congress are the very heart of our democracy. The statues in the Capitol should embody our highest ideals as Americans, expressing who we are and who we aspire to be as a nation. Pelosi said in her letter to committee chair Roy Blunt, Republican Missouri, and vice chair Zoe Lofgren, Democrat California. Monuments to men who advocated cruelty and barbarism to achieve such a plainly racist end are a grotesque affront to these ideals. Their statues pay homage to hate, not heritage. They must be removed. You ready? Yep. Her father, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., oversaw the dedication of such a statue in Baltimore's Wyman Park, the Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee Monument, as mayor of the city in 1948. 
At the time, the speaker's father said people could look to Jackson and Lee's lives as inspiration and urged Americans to emulate Jackson's example and stand like a stone wall against aggression in any form that would seek to destroy the liberty of the world. World Wars I and II found the North and South fighting for a common cause, and the, gen- and the generalship and military science displayed by these two great men in the war between the states lived on and were applied to the military plans of our nation in Europe and Pacific eras. Areas, D'Alessandro said at the dedication ceremony as detailed by the Baltimore Sun. He continued, this is Pelosi's father, Today with our nation beset by subversive groups and propaganda which seeks to destroy our national unity, he was saying that in 1948, we can look for inspiration to the lives of Lee and Jackson to remind us to be resolute and determined in preserving our sacred institutions, remain steadfast in our determination to preserve freedom, not only for ourselves, but for other liberty-loving nations who are striving to prepare their national unity as free nations. In these days of uncertainty and turmoil, Americans must emulate Jackson's example and stand like a stone wall against aggression in any form. City crews removed the statue in 2016 17 under the direction of the city council. Uh, let's see, is she comment? Pelosi's office did not respond to Breitbart's news request for the comment on the matter. This is not the only inquiry Pelosi refused to answer regarding her family's history. By the way, how do you think black lives were uh, getting along in Baltimore in 1948? Under the the mayoralship of uh, Nancy Pelosi's father. Do do you think that uh, uh, African Americans in Baltimore were were treated well? God, I hope so, but you know what? (laughs) I got a feeling. I got a feeling. This is not the only inquiry Pelosi refused to answer regarding her family's history. The speaker has also in recent weeks criticized Trump's response to violent riots. In a June 4 letter to the president, she wrote, We are concerned about the increased militarization and lack of clarity that may increase chaos. I am writing to request a full list of the agencies involved in clarifications of the roles and responsibilities of the troops and federal law enforcement resources operating in the city. Congress and the American people need to know who is in charge, uh, what is the chain of command, what is the mission, and by what authority is the National Guard from other states operating in the Capitol. However, Pelosi's brother, because politics is a family business. Looks like it. Yeah, it is. Pelosi's brother. It's like Right. (laughs) Pelosi's brother, while serving as Baltimore's mayor in the 1960s, specifically requested then-Governor Spiro Agnew call in the National Guard to quell the unrest during the riots of 1968. As Baltimore Magazine noted, at 10 p.m., city police admitted their inability to contain the chaos, and Governor Spiro Agnew, at the request of Baltimore Mayor Thomas D'Alessandro III, called in the National Guard, simultaneously issuing an 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew for the city. By late evening on Saturday, April 6, 1968, the Baltimore riots were in full swing. When the sun rose the next day, 5,500 National Guardsmen, 400 state troopers, 1,200 city cops occupied Baltimore. Three people were dead, 70 injured, more than 100 arrested, 250 fire alarms had been reported. Uh, on the east side, still smoldering buildings lined streets and sidewalks that were flecked with shards of broken glass. Uh, so the uh, Speaker's office did not return Breitbart's news request for comment on her brother's use of Imagine the National that. Guard. So Nancy Pelosi uh, has a long, long history of uh, membership in a political family, uh, including her father dedicating uh, Civil War uh, generals' uh, statues in uh, in the park in Baltimore and her brother's use of the National Guard. Uh, the... Uh, 
Being in the political class means never having to say, I'm sorry. No. Wow. How about just don't call me back or just ignore yeah. it? Well, there's there's zero accountability. Being in the political class means I don't have to explain anything to you because I'm not living the same life you are. Right. I'm not beholden to the life you're beholden to. I have special rules and rules and regulations. Do as I say, not what I have done. Mm-hmm. The hell with you, Pelosi. You're a complete, complete fraud. I she's really been successful I, I as far as i'm concerned she's been terribly successful in uh in not ever uh let me start over Check it out. i didn't know her father and was the mayor i didn't know her brother was the mayor of baltimore i didn't know she was from baltimore i didn't know her name was de alessandro uh basically because i'm terribly uninterested in nancy pelosi i don't find her useful at all so I've never really paid much attention to her. But she's been very successful also in not really acknowledging any of yeah. this. Um, did you guys see, by by the way, this is reminding me, we had a, a bunch of uh, emailers send us this video of the photo op prep that they did when they were all wearing oh. the, the Kente cloth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hilarious at the extent that they went to make sure Everybody Everybody's was posed in. the right way. Oh, Everyone yeah. looks like they're being just the right amount of emotional. It's exactly what I hate. And by the way, they were on their. They said that they were on their knee for eight minutes and you know whatever. Forty six seconds. They were there for about sixty seconds. Yeah. And Nancy needed help to get back up. Yeah. By the way, Grandma, can I help you up? But there well, are two. Is, she's there, eighty, isn't she? Yeah. Is she at least eighty years old. But the best part about it is there are two black guys. I don't know their names, but they are social commentators that are that are basically narrating the, yeah. the entire video. It's hilarious if you haven't seen it. Yet. Well, have you seen the latest on Twitter of these uh, phony celebrities? Oh, uh, apologizing for being apologizing white. for being white. Yes. And really, what they're saying is, please don't burn down my house. Right. Is basically, what they're saying. And by the way, just another reason why we should love ricky gervais um do you know what he said he's ripping the hell out of him and did you see what 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 started it all (laughs) he responded to it and said boy just not enough diversity in this video because it's all white people (laughs) yeah nancy pelosi is 80 yeah she's 80 yeah say i got new news about grunhoffers wow he's been spending a little time uh out in the barn little research and development well he's been dreaming up new recipes oh are you ready I'm I'm ready and I already like it. The Italian Supreme Brat. <gasps> Mild Italian sausage, yes. red and green bell pepper, oh. onions, mozzarella cheese, cheddar cheese, hot pepper cheese. Also, the beer oh. cheese soup and bacon brat is going strong. Meatloaf has turned oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Meatloaf has just turned crazy. Rookie Four almost cu- swore he's so excited. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I said, but I said fudge. I didn't say the granddaddy. Four customers went in Grunhoffer's yesterday and demanded to know if Reavers took all the meatloaf. <laughs> yep. Spencer is making 100 pounds of meatloaf every week, and Spencer does endorse putting his meatloaf in the smoker. Ooh. So oh, Spencer's yeah. on board yeah. with that. Board. Spencer's absolutely on board what with that. What about the, it? We have to find out if he's on board with it as the app. You cook it, slice oh, it, and you on. toothpick it. No, that. you know what? What, you got a little flower dress on today? Oh, that huh? is. That's a, that's a given. You could. That's so dumb, so down, you could do it. I know, but that's not the way that no, meatloaf's no. been intended that, to be he, enjoyed. He'd wheel her in. He'd wheel her in first. And here, I'll hey, sit you right here. Where do we have the toothpicks? <laughs> Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61 will return to the Capital Area Architectural Preservationist in just a moment. 
tool belt. Check. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. All right, quick chill boys shout out to the following, Mr. Mayor and Rookie. Yep. Stephanie, Kevin, <laughs> Rob, Gary, uh, Sarah, and George all this week are now part of the Chill Boys fam. Oh, wait. Well, let me add something. Wait a minute. Stephanie, I wasn't supposed to tell. It's a Father's Day gift. Oh. Sorry, Stephanie. Ah, it's all right. Okay. Joe, we- after listening to your spots for Chill Boys, I decided to order one pair to try them. I received my order in a timely manner and like them. I've decided to order more, and when I did... I received a note from Julie at Customer Service. They are giving a 15% discount on second orders. Wow. I made my order, and four days later, I received it. Working with them is a pleasure. They are big GL fans, and it shows good luck. Bob G. in Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, fantastic. Yep. They are the hands-down most comfortable underwear you will ever own, and they last. Chillboys.com. Place your order. They are a Minnesota company. Doesn't matter if you're in Fridley or Fort Myers. What took people so long to make fine underwear for? You know, women have had yeah. different kinds of underwear for a long time. Now and you would, you would know that too, would you? Yes. Go back to table talk when Rookie tried to buy <laughs> panties at what's that called? It's Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. Secret. I right, felt hey, like boys, the biggest pervert. Boys, boys. Chillboys.com. Walls noted that Native American groups have repeatedly tried unsuccessfully to have the statue removed. Let's repeat this. No one submitted a formal letter. Perfect help. <laughs> yep, you're good. <laughs> that finger was going for the mute button so wow. damn it was like lightning strike. Perfect help. Perfect. No, one su- no one submitted a formal letter seeking removal of the Christopher Columbus statue from the Minnesota State Capitol grounds. The lead preservationist of the Capital Area said. Capital Area Architectural and Planning Board Executive Secretary Paul Mandel said advocates have publicly voiced complaints about the statue and called for its removal, but never filed a formal petition since 1987 when he started working for the board. About 150 protesters uh, gathered Wednesday afternoon. We all know that. This is vandalism. There's a process, Mandel said. John Harrington, the state's public safety commissioner, acknowledged having at least two hours' notice of the group's intentions, which it had posted on Facebook. Harrington said the state had prepared 25 troopers, but they didn't leave the Capitol until the statue was already on the ground. As the statue came down, the troopers were coming out of the Capitol to secure the area. They weren't able to get out there in time, Harrington told reporters. Let me offer an insert here. Uh, State troopers are the, are the uh, police force that guard the Capitol. Correct. They work at the Capitol. He did not say why troopers were not already guarding the statue, given the warning. Before the toppling, a single state patrol captain came out and asked the protest organizer to follow the law, lawful proce- process for removal. Please, Bear, stop. Yeah, Don't right, hurt my yeah. kayak, Bear. Right, right. A state patrol spokesman later said the organizer, Mike Forcia, would be charged with damaging public property. Republicans blamed Walls, accusing him of failing to properly protect state property, which is absolutely correct. My fear is that if these rioters saw success with this, and they saw how easily it was done because the commissioner decided not to deploy appropriately, said State Representative Jim Nash, Republican Waconia, what's next? Forcia, who organized the event, told... Thank you. Forcia, who organized the event, told Fox 9 Wednesday night that activists planned to use the lawful process for removal, but decided recently we can't be passive anymore. In other words, we've just made a, right. an executive decision. We're not going to follow the law. Mm. Representatives of the American Indian Movement did not respond to a message seeking comment. Wall said he doesn't condone 
the protesters' decision to pull down the Columbus statue, but he says the state's lawful process for removing statues isn't clear even to Capitol insiders. God, he's a... Mm-hmm. He's something else, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I really have become educated about this character. There will be co- uh, consequences, Wall said. It was an act of civil disobedience that we need to make sure there is a proper outlet to what to address what they feel are legitimate concerns, Wall said. Oh, God. The Capital Area Improvement Board has never removed a statue from the Capitol grounds in its 52-year history, Mandel said. Those seeking removal should submit a letter with a historical justification for taking a statue down. The board and the Minnesota Historical Society will decide what to do with the Columbus statue and the remaining granite base. It will be a public process, Mandel said. Control over the timeline rests with Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, who chairs the uh, architectural board and holds the power to call a meeting. Flanagan, the first Native American woman elected to Minnesota statewide office, said said she's not sad that the Columbus statue was uh, down. I'm not going to feign uh, sadness. Uh, We know that. All right. Uh, Flanagan had expressed concern about the Columbus statue long before Wednesday's toppling. At a November uh, board meeting, she said the Columbus statue and monument to former Minnesota Governor Newt Knut Nelson interfere with their experience at the Capitol, according to meeting minutes. During Nelson's time as governor in the 1890s, Minnesota drove the Ojibwe off of its native lands. The felled Columbus statue is in state control, Mandel said, declining to elaborate on where it's being stored. A private towing company hauled the 10-foot bronze statue and three broken pieces of the granite base away Wednesday night. Flanagan said the state should start a full review of all artwork inside and outside the Capitol. Some of the art portrays dark periods of Minnesota history, including conquests of native lands, and some of it is inaccurate, historians have concluded. She also said the board and lawmakers should review the petition process for getting a statue removed and make it more clear to the public. So the sanitization, uh, the sanitizing of the uh, Capitol building itself will thus begin. And so will the sanitization equity department. Sanitizing. Or sanitizing equity department will be, uh, how many will we need? We'll need five, six for that statewide, do you think? Oh, yeah, and then they get, you know, you got to have pensions and sure. uh, health care. I, I want to share with you an email that I, that I did not forward to you, um, mm-hmm. but I also it, it brings me to a question. This is from Todd Hansen, Removal of Statue Solution. Joe, history as we know it is in the process of being re- rewritten. Instead of destroying what isn't approvable by some, why not add more such as Crazy Horse being added near Mount Rushmore instead of removing history. What if BLM raised funding to add representation of additional statues? Probably too simple of an idea for our current leadership. Keep pushing back Todd from Rochester. Yeah. Well, here's my question. Yeah. BLM has done a really good job of raising a lot of money. Where is that money going to? It's a great question. I have no idea. I read their manifesto today. Oh. Good reading? Uh, At the suggestion of uh, someone... Uh, who said, you really should uh, look up Black Lives Matter website and read their manifesto. And again, I don't know who gets the money. Uh, And I I would imagine there's a great deal of money that they're in control of. But among the, uh, you can all look this up yourself. I'm not making this up. Among uh, the notes in the manifesto is that they no longer believe in the nuclear family and that the community should raise children, oh. and that that's better done in villages, with quote marks around no. villages, and that uh, that way the women can be more uh, 
fulfilled and uh, have more time to spend. Uh, I don't know. My point is they've 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 wow. gone so far. They've gone so far as to they would just as soon, uh, you know, forget dismantling the police. They want to dismantle the family and turn the raising of people over uh, children over to the village to the community. What are you, geese? That geese the, do that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it doesn't work. And, and that's what yes. has been the problem. That's the core of the problem. Reverend Tim, we need mentors. We need dads. We need mm-hmm. dads to stick around we with the family. Men. Men. We need guys to become men. Stop being a you know a dummy and start being a father. And that just doesn't. By the way, we're not just pointing that finger at the black community. No. That's that's across the board. Guys need to start becoming men. Uh, Jeez, that uh, that make oh man, you struck a nerve. Uh, I know that. <laughs> okay, okay, thanks. Appreciate you. Are you interrupting yourself? You know what Jordy's fearful of? What? You got the rim shot ready? Sure. Jeez, I wish I didn't have to tell you that, but I I feel he was already reaching for it. He was yeah. already reaching for it. Well, he fears that the Herb Brooks statue in St. Paul is next. Why? Well, he tortured his players with Herbies, and he beat the communists. Worried about that might be that might be next. <laughs> uh, Brian Koenig's writing. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I am writing again from the town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I live surrounded by some of the most hallowed ground in the United States, and I have some thoughts and perspective on monuments. The common rhetoric we hear from the Mysterians concerning monuments is that we shouldn't honor a bunch of racists who fought to preserve slavery and that it's a long past time for these painful reminders of our past to come down. Stole them away in a museum or smash them to pieces. Just get them off the streets. We now know that it goes further than that as the city of Jacksonville, Florida, is removing historical markers that explain the actual historical events that occurred in the city. This urge is a mistake. While some of these monuments are, uh, are adorned with lost cause mythology, their purpose was also to convey to future generations why so many people kept fighting for years in the face of staggering casualties. Being that the South was wrong about slavery does not free us today from trying to understand what motivated them to fight and what motivated them and their families to undertake monument building decades later as the surviving veterans began to die. Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., a Union veteran who was thrice wounded and participated in some of the fiercest combat of the war, talked about the importance of transmitting the emotional weight of the war from one generation to the next. He specifically mentioned the role of monuments. I believe from the bottom of my heart that our memorial halls and statues and tablets, the tattered flags of our regiments gathered in the State House, are worth more to our young men by way of chastening and inspiration than the monuments of another hundred years of peaceful life could be. A familiar objection to these statues today is because they inhabit public spaces, they serve to venerate their subjects, who were, of course, racist and fought to preserve <laughs> slavery. But if we know the history, why can't we see them in a different light? Why shouldn't we view them as we should, as a haunting and cautionary tale? Certainly the statues were erected for numerous reasons and were not originally meant to educate future generations about the evils of slavery and secession, but that doesn't mean that we can't take them as such today. The fact that these statues were erected in prominent public places is itself a lesson in American history, a document to our turbulent past that would be diminished if they were removed to a sanitized display at a museum. 
Not every statue or piece of public art has to comfort and console us. Sometimes they should oblige us to grapple with our nation's history and the unpredictability of human nature. The iconoclasm on display now is more about the denouncing of the Confederacy. It's part of the Mysterians' underlying critique of American constitutionalism, the goal of which is to overthrow that order. Uh, Why won't this email go up here? Here it goes. Iconic. For the Mysterians, the Confederacy is just a small part of a much larger problem, which is the past. Iconoclasm of the kind uh, we've seen is native to the left because the entire point is to liberate society from tradition and history in order to achieve a glorious new future. That's why Mao's cultural revolution in China torched temples and dug up ancient graves, why the Soviets destroyed Orthodox churches and confiscated church property, and why the governments of France went about de-Christianizing the country during and after the French Revolution. The Mysterian thinks the statues must go because they remind us constantly of a past that needs only to be overcome and forgotten. A more mature society would recognize that the past is always with us. It must always be kept in mind. There's a reason Christians in Rome didn't topple all the pagan statues and buildings in the city or raise the Colosseum. Giving into this iconoclasm with fevers running high will mean we lose far more than we gain by hiding these physical reminders of our nation's troubled past. Let them stand as a memorial of our ancestors who died, a challenge to understand their time and its troubles, and a warning for the present day. Keep pushing back. Brian Koenig, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. Well, he said it better than I've ever been able to say it. That's just fantastic. Nice job, Brian. That's just fantastic. Uh, we uh, we are at, plus many of these statues and monuments coming down. The people bringing them down don't even know who those people are. True, because they've never learned anything in the failed academy. But you've can- never learned a damn thing in the failed academy. Think of uh, and what Brian says in the email, using it as a a way to educate. Boy, this was a this was a really tough time. These this was uh, this was a bad situation, a bad war, a bad conflict, a bad moving of, of people off their own land. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a way to, to let that pers- young person or, or regular person learn. Wow, I, di- I didn't know that. Most of the people don't know that. And that's if those things are there and we can teach, then we'll know how, how bad it was. You know, who I, you know who I wish was still alive? Uh, my friend, Brother Leonard. Brother Buss? Brother B- Bussy. Bussy was a, a Civil War savant. Uh, mm. That was his specialty. Okay. Uh, truly uh, an academician of the highest order when it came to the Civil War. And, God, I would love to talk to him about this. He had I some time re- on his hands. I would, well, no, that's what he taught in school. I mean, oh. it, was, it was his passion to oh. understand and write about the Civil War. Got it. And, that and buses. Mm-hmm. It was just a wonderful combination. It's an odd thing, though. It's a great He would just, don't, don't, don't even go there. He was a hell of a guy. I know, I know. I know. We're just, yeah. Sorry. I went to his funeral. Yep. Plain, by, plain pine box. That's, wow. what the bro- that's what the brothers get. Anyway, uh, God, he'd be so fascinating to talk about this. He just would be. I would just love to know his views on Confederate generals. Confederate generals. And if, in fact, were, were some of their plans used by Eisenhower, for example, and Churchill? Mm. Uh, because we learned that in the... Uh, a dedication of Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee by Nancy Pelosi's dad, who in the uh, dedication remarks said, these these generals uh, even helped us through World War One and World War Two. 
Uh, I, I just uh, I just think that's fascinating. I, I'm not I'm not making fun. I, I'm just curious. What what was the fascination with buses? I, the Civil War I completely understand. He's well, a bus guy. But, just a bus guy. But okay. he, loved, he okay. loved driving the bus, polishing her up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a side note to your reference of Churchill. Churchill statue and war memorial boarded up before London protests. Uh, this according to uh, Reuters. One of the greatest human beings of. The last two centuries. Yep. Winston Churchill. It's next. Uh, the World War II leader's statute, uh, a statue on Parliament Square, was sprayed with graffiti declaring Churchill a racist oh during a gosh. fractious end to a mostly peaceful demonstration on Sunday over the death of African American George Floyd. This is the fault of the people like walls around the country. I'm sorry. You, uh-huh. you, you are allowing this to happen. You are letting the mob win. So there's no sympathy for many of us. None. You fools have allowed this to happen. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I, I I'm need, afraid so. And Wally emailed this in, Joe. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! I'm not oh. here to argue with the virtues of Columbus General Lee or the slave trader Edward Edward Colston, but would it not be better to depict history to erect an additional statue that shows the progress that we have made? Also, guess what's going to be next, fellas? The American flag. It's going to be a symbol of white. And he's he's on it. He's He's right. That's well, we can't. Headed. We can't let that happen. Well, you said it yesterday with Mount Rushmore. We can't let that happen either. Right. But that's that, that's the end game for these people. And if you want crazy horse on a big rock outcropping there, I'm cool with that. Of course, yes. Cool yeah, I will tell you this though. Having seen both, yeah. the Crazy Horse Memorial dwarfs Mount Rushmore. I know it's huge. When, when they it? finally get that baby done, it's going to be yeah. magnificent, but they're they're taking their own sweet time. <laughs> I think they're overdoing it. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, I remember being out there as a kid and they had they were starting to work on it then and that was 30 some years ago. When we went and did our uh, excursion in 08, I think through South Dakota, we were invited guests and we were very honored to go up way up top and see everything and it was great. And then they send us a monthly Update in the newsletter, yeah. and I've been keeping those just to kind of see what kind Check of progress. progress. <laughs> but it's not, you know, they're not working real fast. See, I've been getting emails from people who are really enjoying their backyards because they called Mosquito Shield. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And Mosquito Shield comes in and they get rid of mosquitoes and ticks. That's it. You can complain to them about a chipmunk, they'll tell you they don't care no, about chipmunks. Can't do anything. No. They take care of mosquitoes and ticks so you can enjoy your backyard. Ray and Mike are a father-son team. They own and operate two franchises in the Twin Cities. They've been at this since 2014. They run east of 169 all the way to St. Croix, to the St. Croix River, and then north to Forest Lake and south to Lakeville. They get rid of mosquitoes and ticks. That's their expertise. And they use a special juice. You ain't buying this juice at Fratelloni's. Hell no. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. Rook. And it's used exclusively by the company. You can't buy it on the shelf. Rook, you, no family spends more time outside in Especially the summer now. than you guys. Especially you, you, you have get to get guys. this done. I, I've had it done. It, it, I'm not joking. It makes a world of difference. It works. I'm, in, I'm in the middle of Mosquito Central. Right. You want to know why? Because Daddy's it works. Daddy's asleep on the hammock again. <laughs> You can find them at MoShield.com. That's M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D, one word, MoShield.com. Uh, or call just Rick. give Or, you know, call Ray, Ray or Mike. Ray, 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 Ray yeah. or Mike. Six one. I don't need your help when you're going to start telling me about Rick. Because uh, Rick's, Rick's not part of the deal I was thinking of here. Rick M. <laughs> it's Ray and Ray Mike. and Mike. That's why yeah. I got screwed up. Yeah. I know you did. I don't six have one, any copy. Matt, will you be quiet? <laughs> 
612. Be as quiet as the mosquitoes in your backyard. That's what I will be for Mosquito Shield. What do you do? You save up your words all week and then oh, come yeah. in and it's just like regurgitation. I'm still it's, upset about 400. I can't I'm still it. trying to give Mo Shield's phone That's number. That's right. And I'm giving the phone number I'd because you should call it. Because this works. Where's the number? Mo-Shield.com. I don't read the dash. Oh, that's right. You stopped doing that. Moshield.com. Call Ray or Mike at 612-619-1556. Tell them GL sent you, and GLers, I know you will, because GLers, I thank you, thank you, thank you for patronizing all of our sponsors, which keeps us on the air. We'll be back in a moment. 5960. 50, yeah. Common sense would be this much fun. Joe Souchere. Brooke, what you got there, bro? Oh, it's a gorgeous day. The sun is shining, and you know what the sun is? Sun is like water. It's life. It's power. And wow, that's that's heavy. That's pretty heavy duty, and I wrote that myself. Yeah. I don't have copy for that. That's that's right up here in the old noggin. <laughs> so if you want to be smart like me, you're going to check in with the guys at Live Wire Solar. They can help you save money with a custom designed solar energy system for your home, or more importantly, for your business. If you own a business, you want to cut corners everywhere, especially during these unstable times. They've got a great financing program available where you can install a system with no out of pocket costs and pay for in four to six years with the money you save on your energy bill. Let that process, because no out-of-pocket and your system is paid in four to six years, that is a no-brainer. Get in touch with Live Wire Solar. They're the Midwest solar experts, and they also know about additional local programs because there's different stuff everywhere. You can save even more money with local incentives. Most Live Wire Solar customers see immediate savings. Call them. Here's the phone number. Even if you're not sure, let them run the numbers, 651-688-2400, or go to livewiresolarmn.com for a no-obligation analysis of your building and a report on how much money you could save. Troy and Tim are GLers. They own the place. If they call in as a GL, they're not going to waste your time. They know you need to save money, and you want your own independence. 651-688-2400. Or again, this is easy, a great website. Go to livewiresolarmn.com. Joe, I have some trouble wrapping my brain around your sensibilities. You oppose the reason they renamed Lake Calhoun, yet you have no problem with the toppling of a statue. I have been applying the, it was not named that because he was a slave owner, mantra to the recent uprisings. Was it named Washington because he was a slave owner or because he was a great leader? Were those statues erected because he killed the indigenous people or because he traveled the seas and discovered a new continent? Were statues erected in the South because they endorsed slavery or because they were great generals? By your sensibility, we need to rename the city of St. Paul as well as several churches because in his early life he killed Christians. Hail you, Ryan. Well, Ryan, I've already addressed this, but I wanted to mention your email because I, I don't take exception with anything you say except one thing. Columbus didn't discover anything. He bumped into it. And there were already people here. Now, he discovered it for his Italian masters who he could then go report to and say, hey, I bumped into one hell of a landmass. Right. But he did. there were people here. There were people. Yeah, here. it was inhabited already. Yeah. So he didn't discover it. He, he discovered it insofar as he didn't know it existed. Right? Right. And then he reports back to... Uh, isn't America named for an Italian? I'm looking that up right now. Amer- Vesu- Vesuvio America? Uh, yeah. 
uh, I think Royce noted something about it. he hopes they don't find anything on that guy because it's going to be a pain in the ass to change the name of our country. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, he was Italian. He was in the military. He was a captain in the military. <laughs> captain America. It you says know, Captain America me, no, in no. charge of the whole thing. He was he had a little funny little hat and a little shoulder pads with yellow strings hanging from it. Honest, it was, I, I can't take it. Uh, is, I mean, this is a classic case. You know, Captain America. This is. And the, it must be Italian. Maybe that's what they named them. Oh my God! I'll do it myself. I yep. think. Uh, I think uh, I just coughed up a lung. Yeah, that was America. <laughs> I don't know his middle name. Right. I don't, maybe they didn't have him back then. <laughs> why? Why do I bother? I why do you bother? Amerigo, Amerigo Vespucci. Vespucci. And the Italian explorer who set forth the then revolutionary concept that the lands that Christopher Columbus sailed to in 1492 were part of a separate continent. God, I'm with Pat. I hope we don't find anything on this guy, or we got to set the, we got to rename the country. Right. Was he in the military? Who? The guy you just mentioned. He was an explorer. Oh, okay. Amerigo Vespucci. Republic of Florence. He liked the pasta. No, no, no. Yeah, no. he liked to look in a telescope. <laughs> Guess what I found now? Uh, now it's Father Guido Sarducci. <laughs> now you're just, this got is a so big. cigarette and the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh God, help me! Why do I have to do this? Why? Do why? Do this? Why do you do you know this what? to me? Guys, you know are playing golf. I know they went right? off at noon. <laughs> he only lived to be fifty-seven, and he died in Who? Spain. Captain America. Captain America. Amerigo oh. Vespucci. Oh, Amerigo Vespucci. What an honor, though, huh? What? Well, that he would be named that, but you know, it that's was quite a- an honor. You know, I don't really think he was around to know it, though. But it was, that's the weird thing, is that it was already named because the people were living there already. That's right. No. Right? No. Indigenous people were there already. I know. I what wonder what they... it, I wonder, that's a good question. What did it, Google it. What did indigenous people call America before it was named America? That's okay. a great question. Thank are you, you doing, bro. Are you doing it right now? Yep. Podcast 401, missed 400. What are you coming up with? Slow what? computer. <laughs> Here we go. Well, Here, maybe okay. I can beat you. Let's see. What did okay? What did indigenous people call America? Maybe they just called it America before it was named America. Maybe there wasn't a name. Maybe they just felt they didn't need a name. He was in the military. He was captain. There it is. <laughs> Okay. Here we go. Right to the bottom. Now, let's not think they're going to give us an answer right in uh, Native American name controversy. Okay. No, what did you Google? There what did go. you Google? I have it there. What did... What in, did you Google? Let me go back now. I said, what did indigenous people call America before it was named? All right. And you don't, you're not getting an the answer? The first thing that comes up was uh, aboriginal. Until about 1910, these terms were used in English too. Okay, no, that's not or after. That's not or after. All right, I'll uh, you, you will let's put it on the back burner. I'll take a quick look. I understand. Yeah, Captain. Here we go. You know the company that's moving out of Minneapolis, uh, Sig Sigma. Yes. They make the uh, time out. Time out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Quora.com. What did Native Americans call America before it was called America? Uh, we know that modern America is named at the Italian navigator, okay, who headed for the land in New World in 1497. Um, 
Well, they, they don't cut right to the chase. One Viking legend claimed it was named Ameritic after Eric the Red uh, in Nicaragua. We're not getting in. I'll shut up. Okay, never mind. Yep. We were discussing the uh, Minneapolis business that was destroyed by the rioters. Sigma. Sig Sigma. Sig Sigma, sorry. Uh, and uh, Troy Rickheim writes, just wanted to let you know that Sig Sigma is one of our suppliers. Our company produces high-end printers. It gets worse. Because we lost them as a supplier, our backup plan is to source the items to, of all places, China. Oh. Not only did Minneapolis lose jobs, the USA lost jobs. Our hope is when they are back up and running, the jobs will return to Six Sigma. Uh, there's not a soul who threw a rock or lit a fire who understood what they were doing. No, not a soul. Not they were one. just they were just doing it merely to wreak havoc. They did not care about any of the consequences. And our political leadership is so sophomoric, so immature, and so childish that I don't think Walls understands the economic consequences. Here's 50 people out of work right now. And its its clients are having to seek their supplies from, of all places, China. So you not only lost the jobs, you lost the American manufacturing. Not a single young person throwing a rock understood what they were doing, nor does Tim Walls, whose uh, life experience consists of being, what, a fourth grade teacher or whatever he was? Uh, Geography teacher. Oh, he was National Guard. I know, I know, but he's never, you know, he's been in the public class his entire life. But more so, Jacob Fry, when the the, the bricks and mortar line, that's going to haunt his entire tenure. Because it it was so, that that comment he threw out there, it was as if everything that, that was being asked of him by the media was so beneath him. It's just bricks and mortar. Because I guarantee the dominoes are going to fall. They're the first company of many that are that are going to flee town. I wish I uh, could share a sentiment that others have developed that this will lead to some sort of political uh, revolution. I, I mean that in the good sense of the word. Uh, and a number of GLers uh, miraculously win office, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. Well, and I don't think it will happen only because of the current sitting president. I think people are digging in their heels, and they're just going to vote for who they're going to vote for. But it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful if there was an outpouring of the the centrists on the left and the right that can sit at a table and argue and tell someone you're full of crap. I hate your idea, but we're going to shake hands after this dinner, and we're going to we're going to walk away. Yeah, you're right, but we've lost that if, part. If, you're right. If they could somehow come together and form a party, that party would be. Out of this world. Trump is the lightning rod that is holding these Mysterians together. Trump Trump is the lightning rod who infuses remarkable similar outlooks the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Mm-hmm. Trump is to, be, is to be blamed by for everything. Trump's got a lot he can be blamed for. Uh, but in, in Seattle, for example, uh, the mayor took umbrage. Uh, her name is Jenny Durkin, a Democrat. She's in the LGBT uh, community, which is germane because she has such progressive leanings. But she uh, she t- uh, took umbrage at uh, Trump uh, tweeting that, boy, if you don't get it under control in Seattle, I'll do it. I'll get it under control. And so she said uh, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is not a lawless wasteland of anarchist insurrection. It is a peaceful expression of our community's collective grief and their desire to build a better world. Given his track record, it is not hard to believe that Trump is wrong yet again. And uh, Trump might very well be wrong calling out for the military. Of course he would be. But, but 
she's reacting to Trump when she should be reacting to Seattle. Yeah, right. The, the police department can't serve the people in the neighborhood now claimed by these freeloaders. That's an mm. interesting story. They're calling it the no cop co-op. Oh yeah. The that was it the Chaz district or whatever they're calling it. Oh that? my god. Yep. Good luck she, there, Seattle. And by the way, good reminder, Joe. For those of you that have not seen it yet, uh, months and months ago, we touted a video called Seattle is Dying. Right. It's, it's, worth, uh, it's worth an hour of your time to watch. I just have the sinking feeling that every city run by the Mysterians will die because they don't know what they're doing. They just don't know what they're doing. Hmm. Have you seen the weekend weather forecast? Boy, it's about perfect. What Could are you going to do? Could it be? How about go swimming? Yeah. Huh? Hello. Yeah, but those pesky weeds. I hate the pesky weeds. I can take care of that for you. What do you got? Aquaside. Oh. Aquaside has been maintaining Great Lake Shores for years. Uh, they started in the heat wave summer of 1956. This is day three of the records being set in 1956. Tomorrow, the high temperature uh, was also established in 1956. In any event, Aquaside came onto the scene and said, you know what? Nobody wants to swim in weeds, unwanted vegetation, and algae, so they figured out how to take care of it. Aquaside products are easy to use. They begin working right away. Those products are registered with both the EPA and DNR, and they're safe for you and your family. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company, by the way. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. It's a really, really great beach when Aquaside helps you keep it clean say i think we're going to be back with our sports writing friend yes sir all right canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with covid19 at the canopy group we remain open and 100 percent ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients in an effort to keep everyone safe we have eliminated face-to-face meetings We have also set up many Canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters. We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Hey, Pat! This wouldn't be a bad evening to be in Target Field. Hey, Pat! Yes, Joe! Amerigo Vespucci. Yes. You hope they better not find anything on him. I'm very worried we don't find out anything bad on him. Because it will be a big pain in the ass to change the name of this country and two continents. (laughs) <laughs> it really, it really would. 
there's a lot of sign painting that has to be redone. You know what? Old engravings that have to be covered up. I hope Amerigo was a good guy. Pat, that yeah. would be a great time to be in the sign business, and what a better pitch guy than the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can get you a sign. <laughs> I'll get well, you your damn side. If we get rid of Amerigo, your guy's going to be busier than a one arm paper hanger. That's there right. That. He's going to be so busy. I actually, while I was out watering yesterday, I, oh. I said on Twitter that I had that thought. And I did. I actually had that thought because I was so bored watering the yeah. plant that I said. The plant. What, we are watering one was, plant? Well, I was contemplating Columbus. That plant is not drought. <laughs> it's got yellow was, leaves. Yeah. No, I did the whole yard. I mean, oh. we, got, uh, we got some new little trees and bushes Here that have go. to be. This was an investment I was protecting. I wasn't out there because I was worried, but hey, we just put a plant of this stuff. How much does this cost me? What's, what's your theory? What's yeah. your theory on mulch? What's your theory on mulch? What's the point? What's the point? What's the point? What's the bunch of crap? What's the crap? Somebody, somebody put in a bag and said, "Hey, put this stuff on your lawn." And now, not only do we need it, we need it every year. You need new mulch. <laughs> Nothing. Wood chips, for God's sake, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. We were better off when we were shoving a little horse manure on there, weren't we? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Rice well, here yeah. for Fratelloni's. Get some bleeping yeah. mulch. Yeah. yeah. Mulch. Oh, God almighty. And don't forget, you got to get it again next year. Okay? <laughs> we, they planted this stuff. You know where they brought the mulch in? In a truck. Yeah. In the back of a truck. Yeah, I have no idea how much mulch costs, but what a deal! What a genius that guy was. <laughs> Disappearing I mulch. Always, oh. I always thought the smartest guy in, in America was the football coach who invented the titles offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Yeah, like sixty years ago, so we could they could blame him instead. Of, they could blame these two poor saps instead of him right uh but now i think it's the guy who invented mulch it's, yeah. it's a, the concept of mulch he oh. didn't exactly meant he didn't exactly invent mulch because there was nothing to invent but he the concept he invented oh. you find a town ball game to get to yet i am heading for stearns i'm putting on my mega hat and heading for stearns <laughs> I'm not going to wear a mask like that Lou Ragusi tried to do and get almost got beat up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, walk around and uh, and uh, tell them how that I really like to walk over to the church in the Bible. I thought it was really good. Pat, how fitting though is it? Because I texted you and our guy Linneman and I said, Linneman, <laughs> right. I love it that your people were the ones that said bleep it. We're playing ball. Well, oh yeah, there's a few playing, not that many. But they were first. They were before I knew that the uh, because I I hadn't heard about it when I went to bed on uh, on Wednesday night, and I had yet not yet heard about their change in policy to let games be played. But Stearns County already had its schedule out. It was like eight thirty in the morning or something. So they did not wait long. That's for sure. But it's uh, it is uh, quite a brouhaha because. A lot of teams 
thought they were going to play, but the municipalities are now telling them they can't use the stadiums that they play in. You know, they're right. if if it's the, the most of them are not privately owned. A few of them are, and uh, I think in Stearns County, they're either privately owned or they have leases that give them control of the ballpark in nine out of the ten ballparks. Yeah, because we're not allowed to use ours in Faribault because it's owned by the city. If you can protest, yeah. why can't you play baseball? Well, that's what I was just thinking, Pat. So if, I, if you tell me this, the Faribault Lakers, we can't go play, you know, Lonsdale or New Prague, but the 15 of us can go topple a statue at the Capitol building. That's okay. Here's we the, can do that. Here's instead. the perfect fix for you. Here we go. You put online that you're not playing a game. You are having a protest there we go. versus the uh, whatever versus town the ball. Lonsdale Aces. <laughs> yes. And you're there to protest. You'll be grilling. There will be beer available. And they may play baseball while protesting. Uh, most of the place is not letting you. Uh, they're letting you bring in beer and uh, and oh. and your own food. But they're not. They don't have the concession stands open. And I also heard they weren't going to have the restrooms open, which could get a lot of trees watered around the uh, premises. And uh, I saw St. Martin. By the way, what is with these dumbass farmers there? You know what time they're starting their game tonight? 8.30. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not because there's too much to do in St. Martin, I would think. I don't know, but... uh, Anyway, uh, now I'm not sure about the restroom part of it, but uh, I wouldn't be drinking too much beer, folks, if they're not going to let you have the restroom. Challenge accepted, Pat. Challenge no, because once, yeah. once the seal is broken, you're yeah, you're, you're in for it. Right. Yeah. You, you got to go. <laughs> Pat, you have to go. Are they playing at eight thirty, Pat? Because there's a game at six on the same field. No. Oh, no, they're just playing at eight thirty. Right. What the hell? I don't know. You know, some it might be a five p.m. wedding someplace, and they all have. I, I did a piece on them three years ago, and no ball players or anyone associated with baseball got married between the middle of March, uh, middle of May, and Labor Day because <laughs> uh, they, you know, they didn't want to conflict with baseball, so they the weddings were always later. But I was up there, and St. Martin was playing an early game. Because Ashley Lee, Lee, L-E-I-G-H, let's call it Lee, uh, was getting uh, married, and she wasn't marrying a ball player, so the dummy had the wedding in, uh, in, during the middle of the season. And oh. the players were very upset. So, uh, but they also wanted the, to be at Ashley's wedding and drink beer and raise hell and freeze bridesmaids. Joel, there's nothing better than knowing you're playing a team on a Sunday afternoon that had a team wedding the night before. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to throw a two-hitter that day. Right, right. Right. That is true. Pat, do you like the the golf without fans? What? Uh, Not really, no. I I, I guess it doesn't, but I think it it bothers me less in that sport than any, don't you? Because you don't have to hear the morons yelling. Right. What happened once? Difficult colonial. I know. Lambert shot sixty six or something. What? Yeah. The hell is, I don't they know. just ripped it up. Something fierce. They must have uh, not been able to grow any rough because it's is it isn't isn't that golf course known for its small greens and stuff or maybe yeah. they moved the site. Well, that and that and they're all refreshed and strong as bulls and ready to go. They haven't played in three months. Okay. Two months. Yeah, and I, I guess the other thing is I, well, I don't know. They've been playing golf in Texas. Quite a while, probably, because I was going to say the golf courses are pristine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, on those rare occasions that you played, have you found them to be pretty pristine, or did the pristine go away once people started playing? Fairly pristine. Fairly mm-hmm. pristine. Yeah, they're not. Despite uh, despite heavy play, despite heavy play. Oh man! Oh, it's ever these guys are uh, they're killing it, man. They're they're uh, every golf course is uh, jam packed. Right. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna head on up there and see what the boys are up to. I might stop at the bar in uh, Albany, the uh, shanties, <laughs> whatever. Down the Confederate there. bar. The, the, no, the no, 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 no. The guy, the, remember oh, the, bar, yeah. the guy who was going to start. And, right, uh, right. And then, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the just, just see if anybody's going to the ball game because St. Martin is only 11 miles from Albany. Pat, and has, has quite a few Albany players, I think. Pat, please tell me when you walk in, you're going to say, where can a guy get a mask around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a couple. I think I'll bring in it. Anybody need a mask? <laughs> so you're so Pat, you're going to the eight thirty game. Well, I, there's another one in El Rosa at seven. Oh. I'm going to go out and take a peek at that, and then drive back. And I have my own press box in the trunk, a yep. chair and a little table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll check in with you Monday. All right, what a, is it going to stay glorious all weekend? Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. Wow. Rivers, yeah. you guys got to go renegade, man. Play ball. I'm I'm all on board. I it's just we have to find a place to play is our only issue. Well, uh, I just told you about a game Saturday night. They might let you use their smoke. We might have to take them up right. on that. All right. All right. Talk to Thank you. Jeff. Thank you. I got a great long story about a uh, no farmer. No, farmer no. was down no. southwestern Minnesota. Rook, yes. I was just texted a picture of the main concourse at the airport in Fort Myers. Yep. Zero people. I was at the airport this morning. The last two days I've been brought back part-time uh, by the airline, and it is... A little thin? It's very thin. Um, I will say that people are going to Florida, and they're going to Las Vegas, and they're going to Denver. Uh, flights are pretty heavy. And Why Denver, I wonder? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's come back with the scramble. Got it. Okay. Sounds good, Brasky. Finally. Thank God today is Friday. Friday. TGT. Jupiter. It is, and it's always brought to you by our friends at Elevated a Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks, in White Bear Lake, because we own Highway 61 at 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And the South Minneapolis store, we mentioned it last week, it is now back up and running in Woo! full force at Hiawatha and 42nd. Also, don't forget to utilize their delivery service. One of two ways, you can download their app. Just search Elevated Beer in your app store or just go online, elevatedbws.com, and you can shop online. There is a flat $5.99 fee to have it delivered right to your place of business or to your front door, and they usually get it delivered within an hour. That's unheard of in the booze delivery business. But check them out. They are fantastic supporters of this show. They are great guys. Elevated beer, wine, and spirits. Nice. 
Because they come all the way from Mumbai, India, courtesy of Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history. There's not a chance in hell I would ever do on this date in Minnesota history. <laughs> right. Unless they come to me right. from a guy sending him to me from Mumbai, India. On this day in 1940, no, I'm sorry. Here on this day in 1914, the last commercially cut logs passed through Stillwater's boom on the St. Croix marking the end of large-scale logging in the St. Croix Valley. The boom was a chain of logs stretching across the river. Logs floated from upstream, each carrying their owner's brand, were sorted and measured so that each logging company got credit for what they had cut. I always wonder what the boom meant. Yeah. It's it's almost like the boom on a sailboat. Okay. You got the mast. Yep. And the boom Boom. is, is the horizontal piece that holds the bottom of the sail so the boom was a chain of logs stretching across the river so that would have been the horizontal boom that would be the boom it's a boom (laughs) that's cool well what the hell uh and then this other one i i oh in 1946 on this date the minnesota historical society accepts a grant from the weyerhauser family to establish the forest products history foundation initially located in saint paul that's kind of a dull one isn't it yeah, I would prefer the uh, 1873 Rocky Mountain locust crossed into Minnesota and began destroying crops in the southwestern part of the state. Relief efforts are organized to keep the settlers from starving. The locusts returned for the next four years, finally leaving in, 80, in 1877. Wow. That's all the way from Mumbai, India. You know, Reeves, when you were talking about elevator, I had a thought. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> no. Took a, men- a mental list. My thought was, I wonder up at EcoFun, I know a scooter, you can put stuff under the seat or on the floorboards. Okay. The little scooters that turn every errand into an adventure at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 has those. But also the Bentelli e-bikes. I'll bet you there are baskets you could attach or uh, some sort of optional. Sure carrying rig so that in case you went to the jar store you'd have some you know you have a little space no space for 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 luggage i'm looking at a may 27th post on ecofun where greg looked at the one of the uh bentelli e-bikes he chose the m1 fat tire electric bike so he can ride the trails down in apple valley yeah and behind his seat there is a a parcel of some sort a box that looks like it can be attached maybe via a uh, bungee cord or something that would fit maybe a case of beer, a 12-pack bottles. So, yes, to answer your question, there is space. All right. Uh, an even better question, then. Yeah. For someone yeah. like me, I'm going to go up to, to, to EcoFun. I'm going to get myself a Bentelli e-bike. Can I pull a trailer? With the, with the, with the e-bike? Well, if I'm going elevated. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, you're not going to take a trailer. I'm going to need to fill up. No, you're not going to take a trailer. You're not going to take a trailer. (laughs) Probably not. I would suggest not. Ding, ding, get out of the way. You're going to have a lot of cargo. You better lose the trailer. I bet they have baskets, though, too, Joe. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, Tim will take care of you at EcoFun Motorsports. Biking is is America's newest rave. They'll take care of you at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. Have a great weekend, fellas. Boy, I'll see. Thank you, Bra. Uh, Mm -hmm. One more story. I was ran into the airport today. Yeah, I'm gonna hit this. The, clan. Uh, I'm gonna hit this button. Town to this. baseball too. Town yeah, baseball. Let's stick around for that one. All right, Suchi boy. Bro. Good luck out there in whatever you're gonna go do. I will tell you this: uh, we have been working hard as a uh, a group here to put together a very easy way for you to get Minnesota podcasts and podcasts that you would like to listen to. 
So my suggestion would be to go on your phone, your smartphone, check out the PodMN app. Or if you want to just check it out online on your computer, it's PodMN.com. But it'll bring you great podcasts like the latest Table Talk with Rookies Family. Again, I highly suggest during these uh, COVID times you would download that. The several last people that commented said, I thought it was a joke. I can't believe this is your family. Table Talk with Rookies Family, Garage Logic, and Frats. Go get your grill at Fratelloni's, baby. Free assembly and delivery? Come on, brah. Check it out. We'll catch you next time in Garage Logic podcast version.